Hello everybody, this is Kia from Wicked Majesty and you are listening to Tea and Terror Podcast, the show that entertains with true and fictional stories from beyond the grave for people who love horror. Good evening everyone. Tonight we will be continuing on with the yellow wallpaper story. These past few weeks have been pretty challenging for me on a personal level, which is why I haven't posted any episodes. But I am back and ready to roll. So, as I have mentioned in my other episodes, if you like the episode you are listening to tonight, and you are listening to the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or SoundCloud, then please share with others and add the podcast to your playlist. If you are listening from my Wicked Majesty YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe to my channel. Thank you all so much. Now back to the story of this lady not knowing what to do with herself. There is a recurrent spot where the pattern lulls like a broken neck and two bulbous eyes stare at you upside down. I get positively angry with the impertinence of it and the everlastingness. Up and down and sideways they crawl and those absurd unblinking eyes are everywhere. There is one place where two breadths didn't match and the eyes go all up and down the line, one a little higher than the other. I never saw much expression in animate thing before and we all know how much expression they have. I used to lie awake as a child and get more entertainment and terror out of blank walls and plain furniture than most children could find in a toy store. I remember what kind of wink the knobs of our big old bureau used to have and there was one chair that always seemed like a strong friend. I used to feel that if any of the other things looked too fierce I could always Always hop into that chair and be safe. The furniture in this room is no worse than inharmonious, however, for we have to bring it all from the downstairs. I suppose when this was used as a playroom, they had to take the nursery things out, and no wonder. I never saw such ravages as the children have made here. The wallpaper, as I have said before, is torn off in spots, and it sticketh closer than a brother. They must have had perseverance as well as hatred. Then the floor is scratched and gouged and splintered. The plaster itself is dug out here and there. And this great heavy bed, which is all we found in the room, looks as if it had been through the wars. But I don't mind it a bit, only the paper. There comes John's sister, such a dear girl as she is, and so careful of me. I must not let her find me writing. She is a perfect and enthusiastic housekeeper and hopes for no better profession. I verily believe that she thinks it is the writing which makes me sick. But I can write when she is out and see her a long way off from these windows. There is one that commands the road, a lovely shaded winding road, and 
one that just looks off over the country. A lovely country too, full of elms and velvet meadows. This wallpaper has a kind of sub-pattern in a different shade, a particular irritating one, for you can only see it in certain lights and not clearly then, but in the places where it isn't faded and where the sun is just so. I can see a strange, provoking, formless sort of figure that seems to sulk about behind that silly and conspicuous front design. There's sister on the stairs. Well, the 4th of July is over. The people are gone and I am tired out. John thought it might do me good to see a little company. So we just had mother and Nellie and the children down for a week. Of course, I didn't do a thing. Jenny sees too everything now, but it tired me all the same. John says if I don't pick up faster, he shall send me to the Weir Mitchell in the fall. But I don't want to go there at all. I had a friend who was in his hands once, and she says he is just like John and my brother, only more so. Besides, it is such an undertaking to go so far. I don't feel as if it was worthwhile to turn my hands over anything, and I'm getting dreadfully fretful and querulous. I cry at nothing and cry most of the time. Of course, I don't when John is here or anybody else, but when I am alone. And I am alone a good deal just now. John is kept in town very often by serious cases and Jenny is good and lets me alone when I want her, her to. So I walk a little in the garden or down that lovely lane, sit on the porch under the roses and lie down up here a good deal. I'm getting really fond of the room in spite of the wallpaper. Perhaps a the wallpaper. It dwells in my mind so. I lie here on this great immovable bed. It is nailed down, I believe, and follow that pattern about by the hour. It is good, as good as gymnastics, I assure you. I start, well, say, at the bottom down in the cup corner over there where it has not been touched and I determine for the thousandth time that I will follow that pointless pattern to some sort of conclusion. Well, that is our episode for the week. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear more episodes coming up in the future, then definitely add the Tea and Terror to your playlist on Spotify or Apple Podcast. You can also check out the show on my Wicked Majesty channel. This is Kia, and I will catch you next week. Same time, same place. Have a good night.